Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig DeLuce, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. That's right. My name is Mike Piewaworski, coming to you live from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most from the co-host with the most here on The Rundown, 2A views, conservative news, and... Craig, guess what day it is? <laughs> guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Who's for- <laughs> That's right, folks. Today is Throat Punch Thursday, where we go after the left, uh, uh, go after the establishment, and kind of, you know, let them know what's up. Yeah, you know what? I think we might even have a shot or two for the right tonight. But uh, yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to go after him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, l- let's be honest here, man. Look, if we're being honest, uh, there's plenty of opportunities to take shots at uh, at either side. Uh, and I and when I say the right, I mean I'm really talking the establishment. But uh, but yeah, no, that's exactly where we're at, and uh, we're gonna have a good old time today. How was uh? By the way, how was these? Have you been successful in beginning your weekend yet? So far, so good. Yesterday, not so much. Today, looking much better. Yep, yep. Excellent, excellent. That is good to hear. That is good to hear. With the weather change here, man, it's really just kind of a good opportunity to just kind of sit back. And, you know, when you have, even when it's raining, when you have a nice covered patio, you can actually sit on the back patio with a relax and enjoy and watch the the rain come down and, uh, and, and, and stay nice and dry and warm. I understand. See, it's it's uh, it's sixty here. Like I told you that yesterday, we're sixty again today. So I actually have the uh, the 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 heater on the floor today. You know, to, to warm up the room. <laughs> the heater because it's uh, sixty. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, I got a parker to keep me warm from the waist up, but my legs. I'm wearing shorts here, so I got to bring the space heater in to keep the floor, keep the legs warm. So. No, I, I I'm just tripping because like sixty is like moderate weather. That is literally shorts and t-shirt weather here. He's got a heater. <laughs> For those of you who have never like like hung out with Mike, first of all, I I can I can count on one hand the number of time I've seen him with like long pants on. It's almost always shorts. Doesn't matter what's going on from the waist up. Always shorts. Uh, it's one of those, uh, you know, you, you earn that retirement thing. So you're like, that's it, you know, bro. So I mean, there's three times. I wear pants now. That's uh, uh, that's church, court, and uh, uh, weddings. You know, so. In fact, come to think of it, the only pants, only long pants I've ever seen you in are your are your uh, when you're in your dress uniform. Yeah, my dress uniform, military uniform. That's usually it. You know, when you got to wear the military uniform. So it's it's military. It's uh, weddings, funerals, and court. So it's usually church and court. You know, kind of stuff. There you go. There you go. All right, folks, before we get into it, let's go ahead and give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Yep, Hitman Industries. That's hitmanindustries.net. If you got yourself an AR in the past five years, probably got one of their barrels and don't even know about it. Now you can buy from them factory direct uh, for your next AR build or rebarrel your current AR platform. That's hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly fighting the good fight behind enemy lines. Now you can take part in California's future today. Make sure you check out the California 6th Congressional Race while you're there. You want the best in tactical concealed holsters on the market? Get on over to 
hogholsters.com. That's H-A-W-G holsters.com, hogholsters.com. Get a nice little discount when you use the code the rundown. That's all one word, no spaces, all caps, and uh, put a couple extra bucks back in your pocket. You want some tactical gear, whether you're uh, going indoor training, outdoor training, going hunting, going camping, going fishing, no matter what it is, you can get everything but the gun over at uscombatgear.com. That's right, folks. These are our sponsors. They bring us to you so that we can bring you to them. So do us a favor. Do them a favor. Do yourself a favor. Visit their websites. The links are in the description to this program. All you got to do is click on them. Go there, check them out. And if you like what you see, spend some money with them. And make sure you tell them there was the guys over at The Rundown that sent you. Also want to encourage you, however you are partaking of the program, tell your friends. Whether you're watching us on OpsLens or you're watching us on Spotify or YouTube or Facebook or Rumble uh, or Twitter. Uh, or if you're listening to the program on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, uh, iHeartRadio, I however you are listening to the program, however you are watching the program, encourage your friends to do the same. Folks, we need to grow this audience. We know that the Webernets, the internet uh, demons, are doing all that they can to keep the word from getting out. So do us a favor once again. Do yourself a favor. Do your friends a favor. Let them know the rundown. This is the place to be. Check us out. Subscribe, like, share, subscribe, like, share, subscribe, and encourage your friends to do the same. That's it. Great advice. Great advice. advice, Great advice. That's what we try. That's what we try to do. That's what we try to provide here. Okay. Let's go ahead and get into today's stories. And we're going to start off with Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. This is former Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, The Kevin McCarthy who, uh, who helped to lead the House GOP to a... Once again, my majority, uh, well, he's a leaving. He has uh, opted to leave the House of Representatives. And I could have sworn that I already had this story already lined up. Let me, I thought I had the story already lined up. Anyway, so he has decided that he is leaving the House of Representatives. And, and I'll tell you, it was it was kind of interesting because I always thought that, uh, I well, I didn't know what he was going to decide to do. Uh, I know that being a congressional candidate here in the state of California, I knew that whatever happened uh, was going to have an impact on us here. There we go. It was going to have an impact on me and uh, and my race here in the Sacramento area because, uh, all right, there we go. Now we got it. Okay. Got it all set up. Here we go. Bam. So here we so I knew that this was going to have an impact because it for those of you who don't know uh, we have a five seat majority in the House of Representatives and part of that five seat majority are five seats that were won in California that uh, quite frankly we were not projected to win and so the question now I think for many is going to be uh, what's going to be the state of those races what how are, what are we going to be looking at in terms of are they still going to be investing in trying to hold those seats the same way uh, that McCarthy did? So it's going to be it's going to be kind of interesting. But anyway, to Kevin McCarthy, it says it says Representative Kevin McCarthy, who uh, who this fall became the first speaker to be ousted from power in the middle of a congressional term, said Wednesday he will resign from the from the office at the end of this month. This exit is a blow to his successor, Mike uh, Speaker Mike Johnson. And a Repub- and Republicans cutting the already narrow GOP majority uh, and making passing legislation in 2024 challenging. Okay, so uh, let me just throw a thumbnail or throw a problem in this in this 
this article number one. Number one, uh, Kevin McCarthy is in a strong Republican seat. It's not going to change the majority at all because, well, he, he's going to be replaced by someone who likely is as conservative, if not more conservative, than he is in his seat. So that is an issue from NBC News. Craig, you know, I'm not sure what, what, what his next job is. Yeah, maybe making money is the right thing, but uh, is there a is there a political future in it for him? Is, is there a chance that Kevin McCarthy can turn this into a statewide seat in California? You know, can he can he bend a Senate seat out of it? Can he get an attorney's general position? You know, I, I, I don't know. Governor position would seem to me like like that's one of those locked, you know, Democrat positions. Uh, not too concerned on the national front. Like you said, we understand. I understand anyway. I'm not in T news that that's a very strong Republican district he's from. So you should be able to put another Republican in there so that count doesn't change uh, in the House from uh, from his district. But, um, you know, as far as him leaving, bye. You know? Yeah, he's I think he's either he's going to do one of a few things. He's either going to start his own start his own group or go work for another group. And he's going to make money once again, helping. He could do it, helping to elect Republicans. He could go sit on corporate boards and stuff like that. There are a number of different folks who have done that, who've left the House of Representatives and gone and sat on corporate boards and are are making pretty darn good money uh, working part time with some of these corporations because of their name and their name ID. Um, you know, I just the reason why I don't see him running state all, the the statewide vote count on any race, no matter what you're looking at, is gonna be about the same, whether it's Senate or whether whether it's Senate or whether it's uh, governor. Uh, I doubt he would run to be back in the state legislature again. Um, I'm gonna guess once again he's gonna spend some time making some money, and in his free time he's gonna he's gonna you know spend some time de- dealing with and dabbling in politics, making money. Uh, or, or helping to get Republicans elected, and who knows, maybe that is going to be part of the new part of the new gig. But it just seems to make sense that you know what what else does he have left to accomplish in terms of because uh, in terms of climbing the political ladder uh, as a Republican. Yeah, well, that, that's what I'm saying. I, th- I think he's you know he, he's uh, he's done. He's going to do what everybody else does. He's got, like you said, you, you got a couple of board. Uh, Get on a couple of boards, or get on a couple of uh, you know associate professorships, and teach one class a year for a hundred thousand dollars. He's never going to be hurting for money, that's for sure. You know, he'll like I said, he'll teach once or twice. He'll he'll give a he'll write a book. He'll do whatever they want him to do. He's not going to be hurting for money. The question is, is there a path back to national politics for him? There might be something local, like in the state. There, you know, maybe like I said, maybe you get I don't know some weird attorney general's position or an agricultural commission just to stay in office, but I, I doubt he wants that. Um, I think it's either the Senate or he's done with politics. Right. Or he could go out and get out of politics for all. Cause he, I mean, he's only in his, he's only in his fifties. He's still relatively young. Yeah. Uh, he could move, yeah. he could wind up getting out of politics, moving to another state. And then, like you said, running for Senate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. But again, as far as the loss of him as the individual, you know how I feel about Kevin McCarthy. It's yeah. okay. See you later. Thanks. Thanks no, it is not a huge blow to the Republican Party or to the Republicans in the House the way that the, the liberals right. want to make it sound. It's just not. Yeah. No. No, they make it sound like it's we're losing Newt Gingrich in the midst of his term, you know? Right. Well, and Exactly, exactly. And Newt Gingrich, by the way, was uh, 
he was both a political and a policy mastermind. Uh, I, yeah. I, I would uh, I would say that McCarthy uh, was was good at the politics. Uh, he and he understood policy, but I wouldn't call him a mastermind on policy. Now he was a uh, could kind of hold it all together, maybe. Yeah. Well, he he held it together with the thinnest of margins. We'll put it that way. And I once again, right. I, I've heard him described as the most conservative speaker we had had since Newt Gingrich. Although I think Mike Johnson kind of blows him out of the water on that one. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, Kevin McCarthy was a good stopgap until somebody else came along. There you go. Okay, moving right along. Ohio expands gun rights. Now, this is an important one because, you know, in many states we have this thing called preemption, which means that, you you know, state law over super, or you because of preemption, you cannot at the local level uh, create gun laws that are going to uh, be stronger than state law. And the reason why is because you don't want to have a patchwork of gun laws throughout the state. Well, this is almost the negative of, of that uh, in reverse, right? This is, I, I know it sounds kind of weird, but this is almost the negative of that in reverse in that the the Ohio legislature has actually passed legislation uh, that would expand gun rights. And what it would allow people to do, and this has to do specifically, by the way, with concealed carry. And what it'll do is, is that this piece of legislation would actually allow local governments to expand the places where people are allowed to carry. And here, I'll read a little bit about it to you. It says, the Ohio House of Representatives today passed House Bill 272 legislation that would give local governments the permissive authority to expand concealed carry access. The measure was spearheaded by by State Representatives uh, uh, Adam Matthews and uh, Justin Pizzulli. House Bill 272 will grant local governments permissive authority to allow citizens to carry a concealed weapon within certain general multi-purpose community centers. Under current law, Ohioans are prohibited from carrying a concealed weapon within a courtroom or any building containing a courtroom, regardless of whether uh, the court is in session or the building is used as a courthouse. So in other words, while right now you have in liberal states like California, if something is sometimes used, if a building is sometimes used as a courthouse, well, then you can never carry a firearm in that particular building. This says, well, if you as a local government want to allow people to do that, uh, you can allow them to do that when it's not a court, when it's not a court, when it's not a courthouse. Same thing, for example, with schools. Like we have some churches that also run schools. Well, in California, if you have a, well, I guess now in California, you can't carry in churches either. Uh, But it used to be you couldn't carry on, you couldn't carry at a church that had a school. If we were using this as an example in Ohio, you maybe you still can't carry at a school, but you can uh, if the school is not in session at the church. Yeah, and we have a we have a similar uh, here in Florida. We have preemption as well, and uh, one of the things that we have it says uh, you cannot carry in a courtroom, or you cannot carry in a uh, uh, like a county court, a county a boardroom, county boardroom, or or city council uh, chambers. And and they clarified on that a few years back while in session. So, like in many 
you go to big places here, you go to you know, your city and the courthouse is different than the business center, which is different than the licensing division. Uh, but the law said because there was a courthouse in the building, you couldn't carry anywhere in the building. Now it specifies when that court is in session or when that administrative body, like a city council or a county council, is in session. Otherwise, the rest of the building is wide open. And even when that courthouse is in session, you can still next, go next door to the, you get yourself a business license uh, or, or renew your driver's license uh, in that building. You know, it's, what really gets me is, uh, once again, and, and I, I'm not a fan of patchwork of gun laws, in particular for something that you're going to carry, that you're going to do all the time. And, and you know how this is, especially something relating to firearms. If I'm driving from city to city or if I do business in multiple different cities or multiple different jurisdictions and I don't know and the laws change depending on what freeway exit I take, it increases the likelihood that I'm going to be in violation of the law. And so my choices are either put myself at risk for violating the law or uh, comply with the strictest laws that I know of in the jurisdictions that I may be dealing with. Right. So, and that's what this is. Like this, this doesn't really create a patchwork uh, in Ohio. This is, you, you have the, you still have your minimum standard. The minimum standard is can't carry in a courthouse. Although now in some jurisdictions you might be able to. So if you stick with the minimum standard of can't carry in a courthouse, you'll never go wrong. But exactly. if you find out when you go to those jurisdictions, Oh, this one I can great. You know, that's a bonus. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway it's nice to see gun laws expand when i say expanding it's not even really expanding it's like it's seeing them being protected because the right to keep and bear arms is the right to keep and bear arms it's not given to us by our government it's actually it's a fundamental human right our, our fundamental human right of self-defense um and these governments are not giving it to us uh they're recognizing it and those who have gotten in the way of it well those are those are called infringements and as we know that's unconstitutional tyranny yeah yeah <laughs> all right billionaires paying off socal politicians say it ain't so all right look the great thing the interesting thing about this article is this is actually from a publication this is from a black newspaper down in southern california called two urban girls so the fact that they're writing about this uh, this corruption uh, of the Democratic Party is interesting. It says here, leaked documents detail how billionaires pay off SoCal politicians, nonprofits, for their own interest. It says here, former California Assembly member turned labor leader Lorena Gonzalez Fletcher set off a firestorm on social media after publishing a leaked confidential memo detailing how Amazon had a local mayor in their back pocket to expand their business interests in communities of color in the Inland Empire. The leaked document also shine a light on how minority elected officials are selling out their own people under the guise of jobs, jobs, jobs. Now, Mike, what's, what's most interesting about this is that for decades, these very same elected officials, and when you say minority elected officials, we're talking yeah. almost solely Democrats, almost solely Democrats. Oh, yeah have been selling yeah. out their constituents, but they're not just selling them out. They're not just selling them out to businesses, to corporations. They're ignoring labor unions. They're ignoring uh, They're ignoring the, the, the trial lawyers. They're ignoring the LGBTQ 
uh, 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 money. They're ignoring Planned Parenthood and other groups like that that have bought and sold Democrat politicians. Yeah. Yeah, well, listen, I, as long as I own those politicians, Craig, and they, like they said, they're, they're buying in the, uh, uh, the, the minority politicians, uh, I don't have to worry about those other organizations. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to worry about fighting with the unions. I don't have to worry about fighting with the special interest groups because I control the guy that makes the rules and makes the laws. And as long as I control him, I don't have to worry about any of them other groups. So it's a sound financial investment to own the politician rather than have to own the union, the special interest groups, the local neighborhoods, uh, you know, the regulatory stuff. Just just own the mayor. It'd be good. Well, but no, I, what I'm saying is it's the unions are the ones who are buying it up. First of all, when you look at who are the biggest donors to politicians are, in particular Democrat politicians, labor unions, I mean, the Democratic Party would not exist if it were not for labor unions. What's funny about this is Lorena Gonzalez, uh, she's a labor union boss. She was owned by the labor unions. I'm talking, I'm talking if you just yeah. if you just flipped her wig up and you looked at the price tag on it, it would say owned by owned by public employee yeah. labor unions. That's exactly what that's exactly what it would say. Yeah, well, I'm going with the, you know, more of the storytelling. You know, the, the billionaires own oh, yeah. this; they own them. So, billionaires own the union; they own the mayor. But if you think about it, once you own the government mm-hmm. person, there's really no other reason to own the others. You know, they they probably throw money at the union just to keep their mouths shut. You know, because they hey, we got to have our taste. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You know. Uh, well, I I, here's, just, I don't think. The billionaires don't own the unions. The socialists, the Marxist socialists, are the ones who own, who tend to own the unions. In particular, the public employee, the public employee labor unions. I'm just going with what I read in the story, sir. <laughs> well, this particular, once again, this particular story, once again, keep in mind, it's coming from black newspaper, uh, which is run by probably more than likely a couple of liberals. They're ignored. The story here is the idea that politician democrat politicians are being bought what they're ignoring is the fact that yet yeah, billionaires aren't the only people uh that are giving a taste to the local politicians they're not the only ones that are kicking down cash to these politicians in in lorena gonzalez the head of the union that supposedly blew the lid off this one because a business in this case uh amazon liberal 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 owned jeff bezos owned Amazon was kicking down cash to local politicians. Yeah, they're not the only ones doing it. SEIU is doing it. CTA is doing it. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, CCPOA I, is. I'm saying that Jeff Bezos has not only owned the mayor, they probably own a little bit of the union as well to keep them going. You know, you don't want the union head fighting against you either. You might as well own all the players. Oh, no. Nah. I don't think so. I, I think I think they make more they make a more consistent uh, cash off of off of the forced contributions from their members than they do off of the money that they would get from Bezos. Because some of these unions spend too much time fighting against the Amazons, the the Metas, the uh, 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 the Googles of the world. Sure, but a union head is. Uh... Wouldn't mind taking a little summer house down the road. What, by the way, where is Inland Empire? What the hell is that? That's like it's it's adjacent to it's probably it's east of Los Angeles County. So a lot of people who live and work in L.A. Uh, actually live in Inland Empire. So it's like Riverside, San Bernardino, those areas. East L.A. 
No, it's is not East LA? LA. There is East LA, but it's it East... ain't East LA. East of East LA. of East LA. <laughs> okay, East of East. See, that's LA. the thing. Right. People from like people from Riverside County. I mean, from 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 down in Southern California. No matter where you are, unless you are in San Diego, they say, "Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm from LA." Like, no, you're from San Bernardino. That's not LA. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Makes it would sense. be like someone from so, Ocala you... saying they live in Orlando. Oh, I don't even know what Ocala is. But... Exactly. <laughs> you don't even know what Ocala is. Exactly. My point, exactly. Yep, yep. All right. All right. Uh, yesterday was, for those of you who were paying attention, and I'm assuming that most of you were not paying attention to this particular thing, Yesterday was the uh, was a there was a GOP debate or uh, some might call it the vice presidential debate, some might call it the B list debate, uh, but it was whittled down to four Republicans uh, who qualified for the debate, uh, the presidential debate. It was Nikki Haley, it was uh, it was uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, it was Doug, uh, Doug I kept saying Doug Christie, it was Chris Christie. And Ron DeSantis. And it was kind of interesting because it really kind of devolved. And uh, it was for the reason why I call it the battle over bathrooms is for two reasons. Uh, one, because uh, there was a huge chunk in the debate, and probably the most talked about part of the debate was when they were talking about uh, transgender bathroom laws. Uh, and the other was because, it, well, the debate was a bit of a shit show. So, first of all, I will say that when I was governor, Ten years ago, when the bathroom situation came up, I, we had maybe a handful of kids that were dealing with an issue. And I said, we don't need to bring government into this, but boys go into boys' bathrooms, girls go into girls' bathrooms, and if anyone else has an issue, they use a private bathroom. Now, ten years later, we see that this issue has exploded. And this shows how hypocritical Ron continues to be. When he was running for governor and they asked him, about that. He said he didn't think bathroom bills were a good use of his time. You can go look that up. I signed a bathroom bill in Florida, so but that's obviously no. not true. <laughs> so the idea that you would say that I, I was against it, you that. You didn't. You killed it. I signed it. I we stood didn't. up for little girls. You didn't do it. And there was this going on. I was actually just in South Carolina. Some of the legislators told me at the time there were boys going into the girls. That's the there whole reason not. why they no, did no, it. No, 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 no. And so they say when she does that explanation that that doesn't hold water. And this is the upstate of South Carolina. Ron, I signed the bill. I protected the girls. Do you know girls. South Carolinians? She did not do, do you know it. South I know that. talk about my state like that because I will tell you for a fact South Carolinians never allowed that to happen and we hadn't we did not have that issue at the time what I have always said is boys going to a boys bathroom girls going to a girls bathroom but hold on one second I also say that biological boys shouldn't be playing in girls sports and I will do everything I can to stop that because it's the women's issue of our time this is I I alright now let's be clear. So she said that he did not sign a bill. A bill. He did not want to address the issue of "quote unquote" uh, transgender bathrooms. But actually, according to the Hill, uh, he did, in fact, sign a bill along with a bill that expand. Uh, and I will not even use that name to expand the parental rights and education uh, protections. 
Uh, meanwhile, Nikki Haley, on the other hand, uh, said, yeah, her bill doesn't need a transgender bathroom law. And that, uh, to her credit, when she talks about her own record, that is exactly, she was 100% correct. Uh, she was correct in that she was, she said, look, we don't need a bill because it's not an issue in our state. I'm not saying that I agree with her position on whether or not she should have signed the bill. I'm saying that, you know, she, uh, she, she did not lie when it comes to that. But when it came to Ron DeSantis's record, uh, she lied. Uh, but she's not the only one who lied because here you have, once again, Chris Christie, who says that, uh, no, he did not sign laws that, uh, that expanded or, or made available bathrooms for transgender students. But according to Politico, yeah, he, uh, he, he did. And that's part of the, the Christie signs bills for, uh, for protections for transgender students. All that to say, Mike is, is the, is to say that, uh, you know, you never really know what to believe when they're doing these debates and you honestly have to take the time to do your own fact checking afterwards because some of these politicians, they'll say whatever they got to say in order to make someone else look, not just make themselves look good, but to make others look bad. Yeah, so listen, I I didn't watch the last couple of these or I don't even know how many were before this one. Uh, I watched this one because it was on the the rebroadcast at like two in the morning and I was uh, bored, so I, I, I turned it on. Um, really had no, no intent to, to watch this until I saw the, oh, it's there's a replay. Okay, well, now I'll take a look at it. Um, and I, and here, here's my, my impressions, Craig, and you tell me whether you agree, don't agree uh, with, with the four of them. First off, Vivek, uh, very well spoken, but, you know, with, with, with no, you know, political, uh, uh, you know, experience behind him, it's all, it's all theory-based. I, I like what I hear. Um, although at the end, he was saying, he was spitting out facts and the things he would do, and and, and and even the moderators just turned off. So for the last last quarter of the uh, or third of the whole debate, they just kind of ignored him. Um, the uh, now he called a lot others out a lot, uh, and 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 they really didn't give any credence to it when he called them out. Ron DeSantis, when he called everybody out, I found that Ron DeSantis was the most uh, uh, honest, right, most factual. Uh, when people were called on their records. Christie was lying, Haley was lying, DeSantis was truthful. So, so that's what I found. Oh, you you did this, and, and Ron would say that's not true. Here's what happened. And then when they would talk about Nikki Haley again, the issues like with the bathrooms, she said never did that, never said that, never said that. And it took me three seconds to Google it, and it popped up. You know, it's a story from 2016. Is it different then than it is now? Obviously, it is. But she said it, and she she denied she said it. Chris Christie blatantly denied i never signed that law I never signed that law that took me three seconds to find as well while watching the, the replay of the debate that he did the image i get of Chris, craig is he is there solely as the trump derangement syndrome candidate uh he is all anti-trump anti-trump all the time he is clearly the scorn uh person on there he's the he's the uh, the ex that got thrown off uh the team and now he does everything he can to try and badmouth trump including lying about trump's record so I got truthfulness out of DeSantis, lying from uh, um, Haley, I, and she did, and I was amazed by that. It's lying from Haley, and Chris Christie scorned and lying. So right, and by the way, to be to clarify, she, she was truthful about her position on that particular bill, but but she did lie about her record on other stuff. Um, yes, yes, and, and you know the thing that got me about Vivek is is that is that all what you have to do with Vivek is. 
Listen to what he says, and he says it with passion and gusto and vigor. And then go look up his record and find out that it could have been as early as yesterday he said the exact opposite. Um, I I thought he spent a lot of time attacking other people on there. I even found it quite ironic that uh, he talked about them licking Donald Trump's boots just before he started licking Donald Trump's boots. (laughs) Oh, no. No, 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 no. It wasn't Vivek that said, uh, no, Vivek said, he was clear on this. He said, uh, he is a Trump supporter and he does, he, he is, a, and absolutely believes that Trump should be reelected and everything else. And then he said, uh, they, 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 he was accusing them because all they've done is lick Donald Trump's boots and now they're here saying bad things about him. So he, his point was they licked Donald Trump's boots until it was no longer good for them. And, and Vivek was like, I'm still on the Trump train, you know, because they asked at one point who here, I think it was Christie bringing it up, said these three people right here said they used to support Trump. And uh, where are they now? You know, and, and Vivek was like, I'm right here. He raised his hand while they were talking. Mm-hmm. He's like, I support Trump. You know, then why is he running? If you support Trump, why are you running? He wants his he wants the word out there. Uh, you know, listen, I don't know if he's running for a, for a, an office in the administration or he just wants the word out there, uh, but he is clearly, uh, he's, he got, is cl- he's got a word that's worth listening to. He is running, but he is not running is the point. <laughs> he is not well, running listen, for president think, uh, of the United States. I think he's running just like the other ones are. You know, if, if all of a sudden Trump gets, you know, put in federal prison tomorrow, uh, illegally, by the way, I'm sure, um, that uh, he would be a viable candidate. Uh, well, I think your point earlier about about most of the things that he says being theory and not practical policy, um, I think are one hundred percent true. Uh, I, sure, I, I don't. I don't Donald think anybody elected, sees him as a viable option. Sure, but remember, before Donald Trump got elected, all of his statements were theory, not experience based policy either. True. And uh, and some of his some of that some of that inexperience in elective office uh, bore itself out in 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 mistakes that he made. Having said that, if I yeah. add up his successes and then I add up his mistakes and failures, his successes far exceeded his failures. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think in a second term, there there is less. Uh, um, uh, he, he's would immediately go after the swamp uh, unlike before there'd be less mistakes made you know before he didn't know how to get rid of the swamp now he's got no worries about getting rid of them you know especially in the second term um, well, and i, I will say that's this, what i, I think a lot of people are confusing and, and and chris christie started talking about quote unquote you heard what he said i'm going to be your retribution he's like he's he's just doing this for revenge and ego and i'm like I, i'm not going to say that ego is not some part of it but the reality is yeah. part of it is he recognizes that the mistake he one of the mistakes that he made was trying to play nice with the with the alligators and the, with the swamp creatures. And he realizes yeah. now there is no playing nice with them. They're not interested in you. Uh, a lot of the people that he appointed uh, who, who wound up doing very, very poor jobs and actually wound up working against him, uh, they were swamp creatures. And I think he's realizing like, this uh, time around, uh, no swamp creatures. Right. Like uh, Chris Christie. There you go. It was one of them. Um, you know, and when Chris Christie said that Trump does not, he is not in this for the American people. He's in it for himself. At, at that point, th- there's nothing Chris Christie could say for the rest of his life that would ever get me back on, on team Christie, you know, other than 
I don't know. Maybe he's got some free donuts. He's hanging out at the I, corner. I, I uh, will tell you this: for for Donald Trump, this is about legacy, and Donald yeah. Trump wants a legacy of American I legacy. did good American. by the American people. No, let's exactly be honest. Right. Donald right. Trump is very much about Donald Trump's legacy. Now he wants his yeah. legacy to be he did right by the American people. Correct. Yeah, American legacy. Yeah, is what we, I would call it. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's more worried about Donald Trump's legacy, but as long as Donald Trump's legacy is he does right by the American people, I'm okay with that. Right. So that's an American people legacy by Donald Trump. Yeah. It's just like, he's the author <laughs> American of American people you know? legacy uh, by Donald Trump. Yeah. He, he rewrote the book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he rewrote the book. I, you know, I, I watched uh, news nation. I think, it's, I don't know if that's who hosted it or not. Um, and in, in, they had all their little, uh, uh, you know, analysts there, you know, during and after. And I got to tell you that that uh, Fredo there, uh, Chris Cuomo, is still the, the biggest piece of liberal garbage. And I don't know how he ends up on News Nation. And he tried to hide how, oh, well, you know, it's nice, but Donald Trump is blind. He was just bad mouthing Trump at every chance he got uh, and trying to, trying to hide it right. like it was partisan comments. Well, and, and once again, this is... And I always, I, there's, there's two different ways I look at stuff like this when it comes to measuring these folks. One is there's liberal and then there's, you know, New York liberal. And then there's also yeah. liberal and then there's Donald Trump hater. Because there are people who ideologically on their policy, I, you could call conservative, but they hate Donald Trump and they are suffering from Durant, Donald Trump derangement syndrome and it causes them to do very stupid liberal stuff or support liberal stuff or support liberal talking points. And that's, and listen, that, that's Fredo on both counts, right? Chris, yep. Chris Cuomo, he is, he's the New York liberal Donald Trump hater. You know? Yes, he's, exactly, exactly. That, that guy is, he's both, yeah. All right. All right, folks. Yeah, it, was, we, it, was, it was a fun watch. It was, it was, I'll tell you what, it was, when I say it was a, forgive my French, a shit show, uh, it was the most personal attacks, the most uh, just interesting insults yeah. and jabs. Uh, if you're into that, that was, that was what you got. As well as, by the way, a smattering of policy. Yeah, exactly. Now, listen, you had, uh, you, see, you had Vivek, you had uh, Nikki Haley, who I think might have had a drink or two. Uh, uh, <laughs> Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Chris Christie, who had a donut or two. Um, <laughs> you know, um, or three um, or four clearly the winner, yeah yeah the winner at the end by a 50 point margin was donald trump 50 plus point margin i think you're underestimating yeah. his success yeah. anyway on that note, we're going to move forward to our parting shots brought to you by hog holsters go to hogholster.com that's h-a-w-g holsters.com use the discount code the rundown all caps no spaces one word and get your hog holster today uh, for those of you who are wondering, it's near election time. How do I know it? I saw a mail truck at the cemetery today. I guess they've started delivering ballots. Yeah. This is yeah. in Democrat jurisdictions, in case you are wondering. <laughs> they're probably picking them up. Yeah, they're probably picking up the ballots now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, there you go. They're probably picking them up. Okay, next we have, oh, I love this one. So it's a picture of uh, of uh, Joe Biden and his son Hunter. It says, hey, son, you screwed your brother's widow, then cheated on her with a stripper and got the stripper pregnant, then denied that the child is yours. You pay $12,000 a month rent on your apartment and you refuse to pay child support. 
Now, let's go on TV and rave about how immoral Donald Trump is. Uh, I, I think you could say a lot of things about Donald Trump, but I don't think any of them trump that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Craig, you lost me at Stripper. <laughs> touche, touche. Okay, okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, and then moving right along. To avoid being taught to avoid talking about politics and religion has led to a lack of understanding of politics and religion. Oh my God, that is so true. What we should have taught, what we should have been taught, was how to have a civic conversation about a difficult topic. And and you know, I got to tell you, I uh, I one hundred percent agree with that quote, which is probably the reason why I what well, probably the reason why I uh, why I selected it. Yeah, right. Well, listen, we were all told, uh, you know, don't bring up politics at the dinner table because of, uh, you know, Uncle so-and-so or whatever's going on. And then, you know, add into that the advent of the Internet where I don't have to be polite to somebody else while having a conversation. You know, it meant, meant that any time we talk politics, we got to go on TV and scream at each other and cry. You know? Exactly. And well, and in, in, in a lot of this, by the way, just so you, you folks understand, a lot of the anger and the yelling and this, that, and the other, that was brought about by, and once again, just go read... Go read uh, 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 Saul Linsky's Rules for Radicals. This is what Mar- Marxism does. It's They're not interested in debate. They're not interested in the facts. They're interested in shutting down the opposition. And uh, that's the reason why they do it. And, uh, you know, we, there are some folks on our side who recognize the tactics and recognize how effective they are, and they use them as well. I don't like them. I don't like those tactics. Uh, but that's the reason why we are where we are, because we can't really sit down and have uh, good conversations or, 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 or difficult conversations. That's right. On that note, it's about time for us to wrap it up. But before we do, we have another shout out to our sponsors. Yep, let's say hey to our good friends at Hitman Industries. That's hitmanindustries.net. You can get pistol and rifle caliber barrels available at any length you desire for your next AR rifle or pistol build. Check them out at hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly fighting a good fight behind enemy lines. Now you can take part in California's future today. Check out that sixth congressional race there in California. And, of course, if you want some tactical gear, you're heading outdoors, indoors, going some training, going hunting, going fishing, going camping, whatever it is, you can get all the tactical gear you need minus the gun at uscombatgear.com. That's right, folks. Please take a moment, visit our sponsors, and make sure you tell them the guys over at The Rundown sent you. And with that, we're going to call it a day. We very much appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you liking and sharing the program and encouraging your friends to do the same. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank God it will be Friday.